Thanks for listening to the Dearest Stula podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Sines, and this is Season 2, Episode 2. Welcome, dearest doula community. I am really excited to introduce you to today's guest. She is a birth doula, a childbirth educator, a prenatal yoga instructor, and a certified baby sign language instructor. She's also the owner of Bala Birth Services and is currently serving clients in the Orange County area. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to welcome to the show Miss Natalie Bailey. How are you today, Natalie? I'm doing so well, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, thank you. Well, it's my pleasure to have you on. And I've given our listeners just a really brief introduction. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. So um, I am a mom of two. I have one of each, a 22-month-old little man and a new little girl, uh, four months old, Jai and Luna. And um, I currently live in Huntington Beach with my wonderful husband and three chihuahuas. Oh, awesome. Well, thanks yeah. for sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. And um, so before we dive into your birth worker story today, what I'd like to do is take some time to have you share what I like to call the short and sweet or what a lot of people know as the elevator pitch with our listeners. And I know I always say on the show, but just in case someone new is listening, I know I struggled a lot in the beginning trying mm-hmm. to explain what it is that I do as a doula to people that never heard of it. So Natalie, let's say you're at a networking meeting and someone turns and asks you, what is it that you do? How would you explain that in around 10 seconds or less? Well, I usually get the question, as I know people have said in the past, what's the difference between a birth doula and a midwife? Mm -hmm. Um, So my differentiation between that usually, as that comes up quite often, is that I am the the neutral party in the room that is able to assess the situation to ensure that the mama receives the birth experience she's looking for, as well as offer a, a feminine presence of physical, emotional, and spiritual support, including offering that also to the partner in the room. So in ensuring that both parties involved really feel comfortable and confident with the birth experience. Awesome. That was a great description. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> so next what I like to do is kind of dive into your origin story. Now here on the show, we're really dedicated to connecting, educating, and empowering those new and aspiring birth workers. And I can't think of anything that's more inspiring than listening to how other people were inspired to follow this line of work. And I don't know if I could say the word inspired one more time in that sentence. That would have been <laughs> a great challenge. But um, Natalie, let's go ahead and have you share how it was that you became inspired to do what you do. And I'd also love for you to touch on what you were doing prior to entering birth work. And if there was anything holding you back, how were you able to make that work? Yeah, so I've kind of been a, um, I've had many different practices, so to speak. So when I first moved out to California, uh, graduate after graduating college, I was a middle school teacher. I was an education major at Purdue University. So I taught middle school for five years. Just imagine a bunch of 12 and 13-year-olds all day. That was wonderful. Um, And I did love that job tremendously. And um, it really sparked in me the love of being a teacher and um, just a being of service. That's what I've always kind of felt drawn to. Um, And that kind of, that chapter came and went. And I moved on to yoga. I joined um, a local studio in Manhattan Beach where we used to live and did a 30-day challenge that inspired me beyond words to take on this beautiful practice of yoga. And upon moving down to Orange County, I found uh, this 
a company that I know has spread across the country recently named Core Power Yoga. And um, I did my teacher training with them, fell absolutely even more deeply in love with yoga and uh, began teaching yoga as much as possible and soon eventually became a studio manager, a regional program manager and the entire regional manager for all of the studios in Orange County with Core Power Yoga. So that took up about four years. And um, oh my gosh, the growth that I made in those years was tremendous. And while I was there taking on the regional manager role, I became pregnant with my son. And um, it was marvelous. I, I loved being pregnant. He was very good to me for uh, a good chunk of the pregnancy. Um, but actually, I ended up having to give birth to him at 30 weeks. Um, I had something called help syndrome and essentially, uh, my liver started to fail and, um, lucky me, it only happens to, I think about 0.2% of women who get pregnant and, um, but it actually can be fatal. And I had been planning a beautiful home birth with my son and just was looking so forward to that. Hadn't even gotten to hire a doula yet myself. And, uh, I was rushed into the hospital on a Thursday night with, uh, massive liver pains and uh, I realized very quickly I was going to have to become my own doula because I needed to advocate for myself. I took the Bradley Method here in Orange County with uh, an amazing instructor um, named Nicole Green, and she really helped to set up our class um, to advocate for ourselves and to know that we have rights and that there are certain ways to approach birth and to um, really own it, basically. So... um, Long story short, I had to go through four different doctors to try and get one to allow me to have my son vaginally as opposed to going in for a C-section. And um, that doctor looked me in the face and said, if you really want to do this, then um, you know, let's give it a try. Just know that we could end up in the OR no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that having a preemie, someone in the NICU, and then recovering from a C-section would just kind of be a double whammy. So I really wanted to give himself, him and myself a nice time to process everything and to um, have the least amount of trauma possible. So uh, I was manually dilated with a balloon, which was not fun. Um, I had my water broken and I was put on um, a very high regimen of Pitocin. Um, I did all of it without an epidural. I wanted to feel it, which those of you that have ever had Pitocin contractions, you know I'm insane. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I, but I made it through. I only had to get to eight centimeters because he was only three and a half pounds and um, three pushes and he was out. Mm-hmm. And I left that situation, um, believe it or not, feeling very, very strong, um, somewhat traumatized, but strong. And I turned to my husband a couple months after Jai was home from the NICU and said, I really want to be an advocate for women the way that I kind of had to be for myself and help to ensure that women don't... Um, feel intimidated when they're in the birth room and to trust their bodies the way that I kind of had to intuitively do to protect myself and my son. So I did birth training with um, Binny Birth up in Sherman Oaks here in California with Anna Paula Markell, who's incredible, um, in March of, uh, oh gosh, 2015. So I've been a doula for a year and a half. And um, yeah, I did seven clients last year, even pregnant with my daughter. And I've got six more mamas lined up this year so far, and I'm just continuing to truck along. This is my journey now, and yoga is still my passion. I still teach about twice a week at a studio here in Orange County, um, but I love it. It's birth work is, um, I don't know, I think I have found finally found my full need and purpose to be of service to our world through women and giving birth. It's an amazing feeling. 
Wow, it certainly sounds like you have found exactly what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> like, so that that's amazing. And it sounds like you're really rocking it as a doula. Um, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yep. And what I'd like to do next is have you share a time where you really struggled as a doula or this could actually be um, under any type of birth work that you do, whether it's prenatal yoga or childbirth ed. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll let you choose where you'd like to go in that. But really, I just feel it's important to share these moments of struggles that we experience because so many people think birth work is just sunshine and daisies all the time. And we're just right. always welcoming these beautiful babies earthside. But there's so much more to it. And I feel like we have to give this line of work its justice by bringing this up and letting people know what the reality of it can be like so that they are better prepared entering this line of work and then also for those listening that are already in it there's probably something that they're going to resonate with in our stories so having you share that struggle and then also how you were able to overcome it would be great oh sure so I think my biggest struggle and it's it's rather ongoing which any other doula that has children knows um my biggest struggle was um realizing that I can't do it all, (laughs) um, wanting to take on more than I could chew, but also realizing that I had to be a mom. Um, and really, uh, you know, my son and now my daughter, are my, my life and my world. Um, I think specifically one of my biggest struggles was, um, honestly having to say no to some women and saying that I can't, uh, I can't be their doula. Um, especially because at least from my experience going into the birth world, Um, it's all about recommendations and referrals and word of Mm -hmm. mouth. And I was getting tons of women coming to me, especially in the month of September, that month of September is a pretty popular one. And, um, I had to keep turning women away because, um, one, I was pregnant and number two, I had a little one at home Mm -hmm. and that was really hard for me because these women had obviously heard my name from somewhere and were coming to me looking for something and I was unable to be of service to them. And that was really difficult for me. Um, but one thing that I kind of came out of that realizing was that, um, I kind of shifted my mindset, I suppose, in that, um, in order to be an amazing woman of service, I need to first be of service to myself and my family. And then I can really, really be that, that, um, beacon of light, so to speak to other people. Um, and I, I use that daily when I have to say no to certain things or put things on pause when my mind is going a million miles in my hour and I want to do it all. Um, but that was really difficult for me. And I, I realize now that I, uh, I can do that with grace and I can do that knowing that, um, I can recommend them to someone else brilliant and continue to make sure that they get supported. One thing I've done when I've had to deny clients even now is um, actually just text them a couple weeks later and just check in and say, hey, have you been able to find a doula yet? You know, How else can I continue to serve you? Is there anything that you need? Um, and just keep those lines of communication open because more than anything, I just love helping and wanting to connect and um, empower women as much as possible to really own their birth and, uh, and their pregnancy. So that was my struggle. And it's kind of a, it's an ever evolving thing, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you're really covering all your bases and handling that very well. Like you said, for the first and hardest part is just recognizing that we do need to at many times put ourselves before others. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of that whole concept of how 
you know, when you're in a, an airplane and it's about to go down, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself before your child or before the person right. next to you. You you just have to. Right. And so it sounds like you did a great job in recognizing what your boundaries are, what your limits are when it comes to your business and doing your best to maintain that family and business life. And so I'm, I just think that's great. Thank you. Um, sure. So what I'd love to do next is have you dive into your movie moment or more simply put, this is just a time as a birth worker where you had this, this moment of realizing this, this is why I do what I do. I was meant to be right here, right now, whatever that moment was for you, Natalie, we'd love to hear it. Actually, it was my first birth. Um, it was a, um, a friend of mine, a fellow uh, yoga instructor, and it was a home birth. And, um, I remember driving over to, uh, her home and just, I had all the feels. I mean, I just was, I was excited. I was thrilled. I was nervous. I, um, I just didn't know what to expect and it was extremely invigorating. Um, but I knew that I was doing exactly what I was supposed to when I walked in to her, uh, home, her husband was super calm, which was really impressive actually. <laughs> um, and, um, I found her in the bathtub in her bathroom and she just kind of lifted her head up, looked at me and immediately started crying. Oh. And she said to me, she said, I'm so glad you're here. And, um, she later told me, she said, I, I can't tell you how happy it w I was to see you and to know that you were going to be there for me. And, um, and that was, that was it right there. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, this is, I, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. If, if I have, the ability somehow, I don't know how, that I can walk into a room and put a mama's mind at ease and keep her comfortable, then um, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And, um, you know, you get that movie moment, I think, with each birth. Um, mm -hmm. I always work to try to make sure that the woman feels like she did it and that I was not involved, that I was kind of behind the scenes, behind the curtain. That's what I really like to do. Um, but when you do have that mom who says, I couldn't have done it without you, you know, my first response is, well, you did. I just was here. Mm -hmm. That's always a nice feeling to know that just by being in her presence, she felt uh, she could do it and she had the strength and the power that I knew that she had all along. So it was an amazing moment. Oh, that sounds absolutely amazing. I'm so glad we got to hear that story because it just so perfectly illustrates the impact that we can have just by being there. You had literally just walked in. <laughs> you yes. didn't have time to, you know, whip out <laughs> essential oils or a relaxing soundtrack or anything like that. But her just knowing you were there, you holding that space the moment you walked in already impacted her. And so I, that's such a beautiful testimony. I'm so glad we got to listen to that. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh, yeah. And I'm excited because uh, I'm she's due actually in three weeks. I get to be oh, her wow. doula for her second son. <laughs> yes. And then her sister is due two weeks after her. So I'm part of their family now. So Holy she's moly. been the very beginning, my first birth. And now uh, <laughs> I'm the, their family doula. So it's awesome. great. Oh, congratulations <laughs> on that. Thank you. <laughs> So next, what we're going to do is dive into the nitty gritty and just get to know you on an even deeper level. So to start, Natalie, what would you say is your biggest strength as a birth worker? Um, it's kind of two things. Um, 
my my um, my compassion for what we do, what what birth doulas do, and how um, the power of the feminine and how important it is to be connected uh, as women. Um, but also my strength uh, of organization. I'm super organized. I really want to make sure that my mamas feel that they are my number one priority, um, and that they have my support, and that they know they've always got someone to turn to. Um, you know, as the ebbs and flows of pregnancy present themselves to um, to them. So I would say my, my passion for what I do as well as my organization. Awesome. And then alternatively, what would you say is your biggest weakness? I think my passion is also my weakness. <laughs> I think that sometimes I want to take on, um, too much and, uh, do too much. I just get so super excited about too many things. So that's probably one of them. And, uh, I think sometimes finding balance too. I, I, I don't, like I said before, and like you've said before, um, I don't always serve myself first. And mm-hmm. I, I work on a daily basis to make sure that I'm serving me before I serve anybody else. Awesome. All right. And what is one thing that has you feeling inspired right now? Well, I love listening to this podcast. I do have to say, as nerdy as that sounds, uh, I listen to. I look forward to them coming out every week, and it's kind of a, a treat to go on a walk and listen to them. Um, so you guys keep me inspired for sure. Yourself, Natalie, and the birth community keeps me inspired. But I'm actually really inspired by my business right now with Bala. I um, I think it was episode uh, 110 with Devin Clement when mm-hmm. she was a postpartum doula. She was talking about how. She was taking on a lot, and someone proposed to her the idea of um, starting an agency and you know training people to do what she did. And when I heard that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's where I'm at right now. I'm getting actually more requests for birth than I can take." But I know that there's amazing women out there that want to do this work as well, and maybe are intimidated to jump into it. And I've been into it for a little while, so maybe I can be of assistance on two different realms. Um, so right now with Bala, I'm very slowly, um, transitioning it into an agency and bringing on some women. And I'm beyond excited for that. And, um, I have something else in the works right now, believe it or not, I'm trying to open or work on, um, creating a collaborative workspace for moms. So you always have those little tech startups, you know, that kind of pop up and you can go in and, um, become a member and get free Wi-Fi and collaborate with other people. But mm-hmm. stay-at-home moms don't always have something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and childcare is the biggest thing. So I'm working on creating a collaborative workspace for moms to come and have their own small businesses, but also have their babies with them and um, just feel as though they're contributing and they have a little bit more of an identity outside of being a mom. So I've got a lot of different things in the air and I'm just, I wake up every day and my mind just races, but in a good way. It's really fun. Oh, that is awesome. Okay, so I have two follow-up questions to that. Um, First, when it comes to the agency model that you're working on building, did you have any particular resources or people that you reached out to to help you form that? Just because I'm sure there's a lot of other listeners who've been thinking about it but aren't quite sure where to start. Sure. So I... There's actually a couple different agencies in Orange County as well. So I, I have kind of gleaned just from watching more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've done my own research on it, and um, I've always been one to do research. But then really, I kind of like the chase of just trying it and seeing what happens. If that makes sense, I know that's very mm-hmm. risky, but um, I've kind of been diving in. And like I said, I'm doing it really slow. So I've only got one, maybe another woman as well interested, and I'm just kind of working with them and saying, okay let's do this together. Let's figure this out. Mm -hmm. Um, take it step by step. And, um, 
so I mean, to answer your question, no, I don't have anything that I could <laughs> recommend. And I, honestly, I've looked online and tried to find something that can give me like a, a template or a format and there's really nothing out there. So maybe that's another endeavor someone in the doula community can take up is how to teach us how to do that. Um, but no, it's kind of trial and error right now, which makes it a little bit exciting and thrilling and nerve wracking. Um, <laughs> but I'm really liking it. And uh, I, I'm really like loving the part of not only having um, a a kind of a new branch of my small business, but meeting with women who are really excited to enter into the birth world and, mm -hmm. and, um, and being able to mentor them, which is really, really exciting. Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, I just, I couldn't help but ask. I've been really curious about that because you're not the first person who's mentioned the agency model. And so I just didn't know if there was a go-to place you went to kind of get I all wish. those questions answered. <laughs> and so best of luck with you in that future Thank endeavor. You. And then also I did, it wasn't so much a question as much as I just really hope that you keep us connected with what's going on with um, the collaborative workspace that you're talking yeah. about. Because I know that's something that I'm, I'm only six weeks into my postpartum, but I'm already feeling that that's a definite need. I wish I already was being taken yeah. care of here in my community. Being a single mom, or not a single mom, <laughs> being a, a yeah. new mom is so isolating at times. And sometimes I do want to just pack up myself and Evelyn and go to the Starbucks, but I don't really feel that it's the right environment. And so I'm thinking, man, how cool would that be to have right. a place like Starbucks where it's not even necessarily that I'm chatting with people, but I just know it's an okay place if she needs to cry for a little bit and I'm comforting right. her or I'm nursing. And so I'm just so like pleased to hear that that's something that you're working on doing in your community. And I really look forward to staying connected and updated on how that all works for you. Absolutely. I'll keep you totally connected. It's going to be a, a big endeavor, but uh, like you said, something that I can even tell here in Orange County specifically that is desperately needed. So I'm excited. Cool. Awesome. All right. So moving on, what is one personal habit that you would say keeps you on your A game? Um, I, you know, like I said before, I'm not really good at being of service to myself, but one act that I do each day that does really serve me, and it's very basic, but it comes from my yoga background, is I really tap into my breath a lot, um, whether that's driving in the car or, um, you know, just playing with my son outside or nursing Luna. I always take time to really focus on kind of the language of my breath. I, I'm a mm -hmm. firm believer that your breath really speaks to you about where you currently reside in terms of your energy and um, your state of mind. And so I tap into my breath several times a day, especially in those moments of struggle. It's even more helpful there. Right. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I love uh, how our breath is a beautiful metaphor for just, you know, life goes on, there's a fluid in and a fluid out and, you know, everything kind of comes and goes. And even just reminding myself of that as I'm breathing in and out is really reassuring. So I, I breathe very intentionally each day. Cool. Um, what is one internet resource like Kelly mom that you swear by? Um, it's said a lot on here, but it's evidence-based birth. It is so huge. Um, and quite frankly, social media, I really enjoy social media. I know sometimes it gets a bad rep, but um, if utilized in the right way, um, I really love going on to different doula um, groups, Facebook groups, and following different people's pages and seeing what they're um, posting about and what they're excited about and using their, you know, their elements and their different uh, perspectives to really bring something new into what I offer. So 
Um, the internet, I guess, is my favorite resource in general, uh, but specifically Facebook <laughs> and evidence-based birth. <laughs> awesome. And then just to follow up a bit on those Facebook groups, do you have one or two that you could recommend to our listeners? Um, well, it's actually one that's here in Southern California. It's uh, the Doula Association of Southern California, um, the DASC group. And um, women are constantly coming on there asking about resources and referrals. And that one just keeps me really aware of what's going on in my local community, which I really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I don't know or I don't have personally the services that they're looking for, I can go on that site and ask um, you know, who, who does, um, you know, belly binding in Orange County or who does, uh, you know, encapsulation or whatever you need, right. it's right there. And I really love having that uh, connection into the community uh, via the internet and making it so much easier. Awesome. Yeah. So what is one item other than yourself that you would consider your must have as a doula? My phone. (laughs) Um, I put it on do not disturb all the time, but I utilize it for, uh, my calendar for appointments for interviews and prenatal meetings. Um, I use it, the, the, um, full term timer when I'm with mamas to do contractions, I take notes on it. Um, I snap little, you know, intimate pictures for the couples to show them later. Um, it's not anything drastic, but, uh, that piece of technology really, really helps me to stay organized and, um, kind of keep my thoughts all in one place because uh, otherwise they'd be all over the place. Awesome. <laughs> Let's see. I think the next question was, okay, so we are on to our $300 question. So yeah. let's say you woke up tomorrow in a completely new town. Your food and shelter are taken care of and you have $300. What steps would you take in the next 10 days to build your business? So, um, you know, you always hear like business cards and such, which I would completely get. Um, but one of the things that I would do, I guess, just because of my background is I would go and look at the yoga studios, um, Mm -hmm. or any fitness areas, honestly, because I find that there's a lot of women who, once they get pregnant or in their pregnancy, they still want to move and be active. Um, and usually those are very health conscious women as well, who are looking for a doula and understand that really well. So I would go to the local yoga studios um, family events. Every time I'm with, um, my children at some kind of community event for kids, there's tons of pregnant women. Um, so I would definitely go hit those up with my own children and pass out uh, business cards. Just kind of have like a nice conversation with the women. Um, organic markets, uh, always have pregnant women for some reason. <laughs> um, so hitting up kind of those unconventional places and, um, just having my business cards and being with my children and kind of striking up those conversations organically. My favorite question to ask women when I see that they're pregnant, besides saying congratulations, is how are you feeling? You know, how's everything going? And mm-hmm. um, kind of holding that space for them to either vent about how horrible it is <laughs> or to uh, really kind of uh, hold that space for them to embrace how magical this time is. So, um, yeah, I would just kind of go to those unconventional places where I think pregnant women actually go and hide out when we just don't know about it all the time. <laughs> oh, awesome. So those are some great answers. Thank you. Uh-huh. Now, whether it comes to business building, attracting clients, or marketing your brand, what are some strategies that you've implemented that you really feel have helped to elevate your business? Um, so I used, um, I found it, heard about it on here, um, at the Dear Sula podcast. Uh, I utilize Canva to make, mm. um, email headers and I have an entire folder of, uh, email templates and, um, to send out to clients. So I always send uh, appointment confirmations to my clients. I always send follow-up emails after prenatal meetings with anything that we discussed. Um, I, 
I recently found a document um, that is a visual birth plan. So it's little um, kind of images or I guess gifts you would call them right. um, that kind of show what the mama's birth plan is in the form of pictures. So it's really easy for a nurse or an OB to just immediately look at that and go, okay, you know, no to an epidural, yes to circumcision, you know, yes to vitamin K, et cetera, et cetera, just through these little images. It's really amazing. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess my new reorganization and kind of utilizing tools that I know are already out there um, or even just, I mean, sending an email is not obviously revolutionary or anything, but utilizing that as a, an amazing communication mechanism and keeping it personal as opposed to utilizing something that's kind of, um, formulaic. So I use uh, Setmore for my appointments for clients. And I actually turned off the notify the client of, you know, appointment confirmation because I want to be able to do that. I want them to know that I'm looking forward to their meeting and that it's on my mind and sending them that. So um, just making sure that the client always feels really, really nice and using that to elevate my business. Oh, that's awesome. Those are some excellent insights. And Ooh. you said it was called Setmore. Is that the... Yes, it's just one word, Setmore. And um, so, for instance, mine is just balabirth.setmore.com, and you create your own online appointment scheduling. And it's fantastic. It's so much easier than trying to, you know, back and forth, be like, when are you available? When are you available? It's just, I send the link to my mamas and say, hey, this is what my calendar looks like. Find a time that it matches up with your calendar. They set the appointment. I get an email saying that they've scheduled their appointment, and I put it in my family calendar with my husband, and it's good to go. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. And then also just to touch on, you mentioned that you make those email headers through Canva. Do you use a specific CRM like MailChimp or anything else, or do you manually create your emails? I manually create mine. I tried to go through MailChimp and it was just too confusing because I want to do them individual as Mm -hmm. opposed to groups, which I think MailChimp is more for those mass emails. Um, but Gmail works brilliantly with Canva, the email headers. You just yes. make one and just put it right in. And then, like I said, I just have a template that I've already kind of pre-typed out. And I just cut and paste that from my drafts into the email and send to my clients. And I obviously customize it and you know say hey and whatever I need to that makes it more personal. But it has the gist of the information in it that I want to send to my clients. And then it um, it's just more direct and communication always stays open. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I was just curious as to what you use. So thank you for sharing that one with us. Sure. And then lastly, what is a success quote that inspires you? Well, I have two. Uh, They're really short and they're actually on my wrist on my mantra bands. Um, Mm -hmm. So one of them is just have courage and be kind. It's from the new Cinderella movie from Disney. And as cheesy as that is, that movie (laughs) was so sweet. But that, that mantra is just for me, very powerful. Just have courage and be kind. There's, those are just two simple things. And then my other one, um, and I look down at this bracelet a lot is this too shall pass. Um, so when I'm struggling, but actually I look at it more often when I'm in times of joy as a reminder to really absorb that joy, because even those joyful moments, they pass. It's not that I'm you know, dreading, um, the terrible twos as they're approaching and saying, Oh God, okay, this too shall pass. Right. Um, it's more or less, you know, the times that my son comes up and gives me a random kiss, you know, this shall pass. So just enjoy it. Don't let it slip away from you. Um, that can go with, you know, being a business owner, being a mom, being anybody. Those keep me very focused. Oh, awesome. Those are beautiful. Thank you so much, Natalie. The Dear Astula community truly believes that what you do matters. So let's go ahead and wrap up today with you sharing a parting piece of guidance for our listeners, the best way to connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. 
Great. Um, I guess my parting piece of advice would be to um, never underestimate the impact you can have. Um, I always think of that starfish story about the man walking the beach and um, the child, you know, watch the man is throwing one starfish at a time into the ocean and the child comes up to him and says, you know, you do realize you're not going to make much of a difference. And the man picks up one starfish and throws it back in the ocean and says, well, I made a difference to that one. And um, as much as I want to try and conquer the world and, and make birth the most amazing experience for every woman I possibly can come into contact with, if I only impact one woman and change her view and make her birth um, the most amazing thing ever, then then that's enough for me. And I can make that impact in that one dot on our planet. Then that's that's good enough. Um, so never underestimating the power that you have just by being yourself and being, um, being called to what you know you're meant to do. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Besides that shameless, uh, by saying that, um, yeah. I, <laughs> I, um, I, I love what I do yeah. and I am serving any women in Orange County right now. Uh, my August and September roasts are full, but the rest of the year is open and, um, you can contact me on Facebook at my Personal is just Natalie Bailey. My business is um, Bala Birth and uh, Doula Services in Orange County. Uh, my website is balabirth.com. And um, on Instagram, I'm Natalie B. Mama. And I would love to interact with any other mamas via um, the Instagram community. Awesome. Well, the Dearest Doula community will be able to find links to everything of value that you mentioned on today's show, including the best ways to connect with you by going to dearestdoula.com, clicking on that podcast button and finding your name in the archives, or by simply typing Natalie Bailey, that's N-A-T-A-L-I-E, Bailey is B-A-I-L-E-Y, in the search bar, and we'll have this episode's show notes page pop right up. Thank you so much, Natalie, for being so patient and considerate and with your time and sharing your unique and inspiring stories with the dearest doula community we send you a big warm hug and now thanks to you we're all one step closer to being connected educated and empowered and we hope you have a great day oh you too natalie thank you so much (laughs) thanks